It's time for the LaneCast with Montana's very own Talkin' Ag, Lane Nordland, your voice for agriculture. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the LaneCast. We are going to continue to talk about issues impacting agriculture and rural communities here in the West. I did take a few podcasts off over the past couple of days. I got married the third weekend of May, so I took some time off for my bride and myself to get away and spend some time with family and friends. And I would just like to thank all of my family and friends and listeners out there for all the congratulations that were sent our way. We can't wait to look towards the future here together. Julie and I would just like to thank everyone for their support here today. And for today's show, we are going to talk about an issue that is impacting the livestock industry That, of course, being the electronic logging device issue and hours of service rule. And we'll even talk about the failed farm bill vote in the House of Representatives as well. We'll talk with my friend Allison Rivera right after these messages. But I would just like to remind everyone about the Montana Stock Growers Association mid-year meeting coming up June 14th and 15th, going to be held in Dillon, Montana. Don't forget to register today. It's going to be a great event going on in southwest Montana. For more details, just visit mtbeef.org. We'll be right back with the show after this. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on the Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and other podcast apps. Now, back to the show. Today we are talking about electronic logging devices in the hours of service rules. Two acronyms that have the livestock industry and livestock hauling industry fighting for their way of life. And on the phone with us here today is the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Executive Director of Government Affairs, Allison Rivera. Allison, how are things going in Washington, D.C. today? Well, there's a lot going on. Uh, Obviously, we've been working on these transportation issues for, gosh, almost two years now. Um, We feel like we've got a little bit of movement, a little bit of momentum coming out of DOT and coming out of Congress. So happy to kind of get into the weeds and get into some details today to uh, hopefully get everyone up to speed on these issues. Now, the electronic logging device debate and the hours of service rules, they can be very complex, and there's a lot of different moving parts to the rules themselves. But for our listeners that maybe aren't familiar with this debate and its impact on the livestock industry, could we just give a quick uh, uh, Cliff Notes overview of what the ELD issue is and how it impacts the ranching industry? Actually, quite a few years ago, I think back in 2012, through a bill called MAP-21, Congress uh, mandated essentially the movement towards electronic logging devices and away from paper logs. Uh, The implementation was was, uh, kicked kicked down the road a few years, and so we found ourselves um, having to possibly comply with the ELDs last December 18th of 2017. That was the, the drop date, if you will. Um, NCBA, working with uh, other uh, industry groups here in town, was able to petition FMCSA, but to convince them that uh, we needed to hold off on implementing the ELDs for the livestock community specifically, and then more broadly for agricultural agricultural haulers. So where we sit right now is 
as far as the ELD devices themselves, uh, livestock haulers specifically have a delay from having to implement these electronic logging devices until September 30th of 2018. Um, the key here is that the ELDs have not changed current hours of service rules. Um, however, I think they have brought some issues to light about the lack of flexibility within hours of service. Uh, current hours of service are 11 hours of drive time, 14 hours on duty time, and then a mandated 10-hour rest period. The difficulty there for livestock callers is sitting their trailer on the side of the road with a load of, full load of cattle uh, for 10 hours in the heat of the day. Uh, this is just simply something that doesn't work for our industry because we're hauling live animals. For the livestock industry, we have been successful in urging the Department of Transportation to actually help work, I guess we could say, with the issue with 90-day uh, delays from the industry having to participate in the rules themselves. But what's frustrating to me, Allison, is the five-year waiver that groups like the Motion Picture Association of America have from the ELD rules. How does that make sense when the movie industry gets a delay and the animal livestock sector doesn't get a five-year delay right off the bat? Is that just uh, the lobbying effort from Hollywood? Well, it's been very frustrating for us as well. We submitted a similar petition to the one that the motion picture industry submitted requesting up to five years of a, de of a delay, a waiver from the ELDs, and for similar reasons that we want to be able to comply at some point, but there, there are a lot of issues that need to be worked out on the ELDs and the lack of outreach, which we continue to point out to DOT, um, wasn't done as it was mandated. So there's been a lot of concerns and issues, and then to give the motion picture industry a waiver was, was very concerning. The way it's explained to us by FMCSA is that the motion picture industry um, is very diverse, uh, which we would say, well, we are as well, um, but that they have a third-party entity every 24 hours that goes over their logbooks and essentially verifies them. Um, we have offered up, you know, possible solutions to do something similar to uh, get FMCSA to see that um, there would be a safety equivalency, which is what they need to see in order to give that waiver. Um, it, it wasn't met with too much positivity, but... At the end of the day, um, we continue to stress that uh, it's concerning that they were given a waiver when we are trying to feed this country and, and move livestock where they need to go. Now, Allison, as you mentioned, the NCBA has a petition for a five-year ELD exemption. Has the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration responded to that petition at all? We have not at our legislative conference. The administrator who has been willing to work with us, he's only been on the job for three months. His name is Ray Martinez, and he's been, he's been very open, and he's had many meetings and conversations with us, and so we're very grateful for that. I, I think the mindset over there, though, is that they uh, don't really want to give out too many more ELD waivers, and so hence the, the move towards really focusing on the bigger issue here, which is hours of service. Um, I think w we all probably are aware that at some point in time, um, the entire trucking industry is more than likely going to have to be using these ELDs, assuming that, that we get them to a workable place. But if we're going to have to use a government-mandated ELD, then we need to have a workable hours of service rule in place 
so that we can get our animals uh, where they need to go safely. Now, this week, Nebraska Senator Ben Sass is actually putting legislation forward to help address the hours of service rules for the livestock haulers. And let's talk about the bill itself and what it does for the livestock hauling industry. Absolutely. We have been working with Senator Sass's office from the very beginning. When we made the transition away from solely talking about the ELDs and really focusing on the bigger issue of hours of service, which, again, is not an easy lift, um, but we feel like it's time for a little bit of flexibility in hours of service. We've had a lot of support from a lot of great members. Uh, Senator Heitkamp has been very helpful, uh, as well as Senator Hoven, Senator Moran, Tester, uh, Jones, Ernst, Rubio, Senator Smith, our new um, senator from uh, uh, from down south, and then uh, Senator Paul and Senator Roberts. So we have a lot of great original co-sponsors on this bill. Um, we're pleased to see this bill being dropped today. Uh, we feel like it's really getting at the crux of the issue for our livestock callers. Um, if I could speak a little bit just about the bill and what it specifically does, um, right now, we have 150 air mile exemption on the front of halls for agricultural haulers. This bill would increase that 150 air mile exemption to 300. Um, and again, this, this covers any loading time, which we know in our industry can be very volatile at times. Um, it extends the on-duty maximum uh, drive time from 11 hours to a minimum of 15 to a maximum of 18, so between 15 and 18. Not everybody's going to need all 18, but they certainly have the, the option um, if they need it. And then uh, it grant, this bill also grants flexibility for drivers to rest at any point during their trip without it counting towards hours of service. Um, our industry has a really strong safety record, and we firmly believe that that's because our drivers rest when they need to, and they do it at appropriate times so as not to um, uh, to disturb the animals in the back, and, and they do it based on you know, what time of day it is and what the weather's like outside. And so we, we feel like uh, giving some flexibility with that rest time is, is beneficial to our, our haulers and the animals are hauling. Um, and then this bill also allows drivers to complete their trip, regardless of the hours of service requirements, if they come within 150 air miles of their delivery point. So as of right now, under hours of service, if you're 30 minutes out from your stop and your ELD tells you that time's up, you're supposed to stop on the side of the road and rest for 10 hours. Um, this bill would change that to where you could finish that last 30 minutes if you're close enough to your destination. And then at the end of this haul, we still have a mandated rest of, of at least 10 hours. So, Allison, what are the next steps for this bill to move through Congress? So we're going to continue to help uh, Senator Sass's office to get more co-sponsors on this bill. We wanted to come out strong with quite a few original co-sponsors, in, in, including Democrats and Republicans, but now we're going to continue to push to get more support. Um, we've been working with the Commerce Committee um, on this bill. They're aware of it. Uh, Chairman Thune is, is aware of this bill. Uh, Ranking Member Nelson is aware, and so we want to continue to try to get support from both of those offices. And then uh, in about a week, uh, when the House comes back into session after recess next week, uh, the House is going to drop the same bill, and we're working right now to make sure we have just as many uh, original co-sponsors on that bill as well. And that bill will be sponsored by Congressman Yoho, um, who's a big animal vet out of Florida.
For our listeners that are tuning in today, where can they go for more information on how they can contact their elected officials on this matter itself? You know, calling your members of Congress and asking them to support this bill. We will have stuff on uh, on beefusa.org. We will have the bills up there, and we will the bill up there. We will have some talking points and our press release that will go out later today. Um, you know, please call your senators, call your uh, members of the House, and ask them to co-sponsor these bills. If you go to congress.gov, you can look up your members if you're not sure who they are, but um, please send them emails, pick up the phone and call them, and just keep reminding them how important uh, getting some flexibility for livestock haulers on hours of service is. Well, Allison, thank you so much for sharing the information on this new bill that Senator Sass has put forward to help curve these hours of service rules for the livestock hauling industry. I know some of our listeners are probably curious to see what the next step will be for the farm bill that did not pass the House of Representatives this past Friday. It looks like it could be mid-June before we see a farm bill vote due to the immigration immigration reform that some House Republicans want to see done before the farm bill can be considered. What is NCBA doing and what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I think that we have been stressing to uh, to members of the House and leadership specifically how important it is to get this bill done. We have a September 30th deadline. We've been hearing that the Senate is hoping that they can come together and have a markup in committee that first week of June. And so we really need to get something passed out of the House as well. The sooner that we get a House and Senate bill, the sooner we can come together and have a conference committee and work out some of the kinks that maybe not everybody is is agreeing on. But that conference committee is so important for us to to pull out a final package from that conference committee, a, a solid compromise bill, and then uh, and then get it passed before before September 30th. Um, leadership is already talking about doing away with some of the recess weeks in August, um, so that will give us a little more time. But uh, we really want to get something moving soon, um, and we know that leadership in the House is, is doing what they can, uh, and we're going to be there to, to support them. I know that the nation's farmers and ranchers would like to see that farm bill passed as soon as possible as well. So thank you for that update on the farm bill and talking about ELDs and hours of service rules. Again, I'd like to thank our guest today, the NCBA's Allison Rivera, for joining us. For more information on the issues we discussed today and much more, just visit the ncba.org. That will do it for today's LaneCast. I'm Lane Nordlund, your voice for agriculture. Thank you for tuning in to the LaneCast with Talk and Ag, Lane Nordland. For more on Lane, check out his Facebook page, Lane Nordland Ag Broadcaster and NordlandCommunications.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the LaneCast on your Apple or Android devices. We look forward to joining you next time on the LaneCast.